Welcome to Your Best You Today, the online radio show that uncovers the hidden truths and dispels the myths about food, nutrition, and exercise for anyone of any age. Every day you make dozens of decisions that will either have a positive or negative impact on your health. Join naturopathic doctor Kevin Jackson along with Rob Heppel to learn how you can start making your best you today. Welcome to the Your Best You Today show. I'm your host, Rob Heppel, and joined, as always, with health expert, Dr. Kevin Jackson. Dr. Kevin is a naturopathic doctor and has been helping people find natural solutions to their health issues for over 25 years. With the Your Best You Today online radio show, we're going to dive into common health issues and explore natural solutions to them. Welcome to the show, Dr. Kevin. Hey, Rob. Thanks for having me. Hey, so uh, now what are we going to be uh, tackling today? Well, you know, we've talked in the past about um, carbohydrates, which, you know, that's a, that's a pretty important subject. Today, um, you know, I thought we'd start off with proteins and uh, why they're important. You know, I think um, proteins are a macronutrient that I think gets taken for granted. And, you know, it's something that uh, a lot of people really don't really, I, I think, have a clear picture of what their importance is and and, you know, how they're important in our day-to-day lives. And I think I just wanted to touch on that because uh, in my practice, I see a lot of people who are deficient in protein. They don't get enough protein. And, and you know, I, that's one of the important things that I want to touch on today. Okay, great. Wait, yeah, well, you know, for for me coming from, you know, always trying to battle weight and stuff, I always thought that, you know, protein was a safe place and, uh, you know, that we could kind of, eat as much as we wanted and, uh, you know, just as long as, you know, it wasn't whatever we were eating wasn't bringing along some of the other things. But, um, but I think from, you know, what you told me before, uh, I'm going to be opening my eyes here. So, yeah, you know, I, th- I think it's a good point because I think most people don't really think about protein. And I think generally for the average person who's not a vegan or a vegetarian, uh, you know, people don't really consider protein. And in some cases, I think people get too much protein. And I, and, and that's a bit of an issue. Um, but so many people out there that I see really don't, you know, the, especially those people who are kind of watching their weight a little bit. You know, they're trying to maybe cut back on, on just general quantity of food. Uh, sometimes protein takes a hit. And uh, meaning that, you know, they're just not getting enough of it. And so that's... Um, that's why I think it's important that we look at this today and, and just let people know out there that they should be kind of monitoring what their um, intake is in protein on a regular basis. Because, uh, you know, even if you just do a little experiment at the end of listening to what we're talking about today, and that is to sort of just, uh, there's many online uh, sites where you can, you know, plug in what you eat and it'll tell you how much protein you're ingesting in a day. And just get a sense of how much protein you're putting into your body in a day. And, you know, if you're on the extreme, you're way too much, that's a bad thing. Uh, and not enough is also a bad thing. And we'll talk about those and why those are important. So then what's um, kind of what's the benchmark? What should we be aiming for on a, on a daily basis? Well, you know, I mean, you know, first what I want to say is, you know, that you know, proteins are these substances that are found in most of our foods. Um, they're macronutrients, so they're large molecules um, and they're they're made up of amino acids that's basically what proteins are they're just amino acids strung together and so a protein is nothing more than a, a group of amino acids and amino acids are very important in our 
in our body because there are there are three types of amino acids. Um, they're essential, non-essential, and conditional. So essential means that we can't make them in our body. And so we must get them from our food. Um, and so, um, you know, you hear about, you know, perfect proteins or, uh, you know, rice and beans make a, make a complete protein. That's because all the essential proteins um, are found within rice and beans. Um, the, the non-essentials are those that our body is making all the time. And so we really don't have to worry about getting those per se. I mean, uh, and then there's what are called conditional proteins. And in people who are unwell or are having some health-related issues, uh, these proteins may not be manufactured by the body when they normally are. And as a result, you should be getting those. So getting a complete protein, getting a, a full spectrum of the amino acids uh, is very important. And it's essential, really, because uh, proteins are absolutely necessary and of course, the building blocks of proteins, amino acids, are essential for building tissue, uh, you know, for healing and repair of bodily tissues, um, building immune cells, uh, building bone and manufacturing digestive enzymes, um, and something that goes on inside every single cell in our body, um, you know, which is protein synthesis. Um, and so we need this, we need these substances, these amino acids, we need them constantly. And what I think a lot of um, uh, my patients are kind of surprised to hear about proteins is that you must have, uh, there's, a, there's really a minimum amount of protein that you have to get on a regular basis or else you're in deficit. And if you're in deficit, what that means is your body is, is using up a set amount of protein and amino acids every single day. And if you don't put them back in, then your body actually starts pulling those proteins, amino acids, out of your muscle and tissues. So actually, your body starts to tear itself down to get what it needs. So, And that's, a, that's called catabolism, and that's a really unhealthy place to be. And I just see so many people uh, in that situation. And so that's why, you know, I you know, really want to talk about uh, what are the requirements. You know, what we, what we should be looking at for, you know, the average person out there um, to figure out, you know, what, what are the numbers? That, and I think that's really important. Okay. Well, um, so what would those numbers be then? Okay. Well, let's look at, say, if we're talking about uh, a person who's relatively sedentary, not, you know, um, not doing a lot of exercise. And, and exercise plays a big role because, you know, if you're a fairly active person, what I say is you can add 50% more protein into your, into your diet um, because activity and exercise really um, utilizes more protein and, and amino acids in the body. And if you're a, an, if you're like an extreme athlete, like, um, you know, if you're, if you're into triathlons or, you know, Ironman or, you know, you're into CrossFit in a big way, then you can probably double your protein intake from the numbers that we're going to talk about today. And, and that would be good for you. But if you go back to being sedentary and then you should take into account that you don't need as much protein and you should be watching this. So for the average sedentary, Fairly, you know, somebody who's not that active, adult. The rule of thumb is you take your weight in pounds and you multiply it by 0.37. And that will tell you how many grams of protein you need daily. Or if your weight is in kilograms, uh, you multiply it by 0.8 times your weight in kilograms. 
and that tells you how many grams of protein you need a day. So uh, let's look at a 140-pound adult who's not too active. That means that they need 52 grams of protein a day. And 52 grams of protein is you know, approximately just under 2 ounces of protein. A 180-pound adult, uh, 67 grams of protein or 2.4 ounces of protein. So let's let's use that as a benchmark. You know, let's look at a say an 180-pound adult who's not that active. They need that 6.67 grams of protein, or they need that two point, which is equivalent to 2.4 ounces of protein every day. Um, and what does that mean? Like if we we're looking at foods, what is 2.4 ounces of protein in food? Uh, that would be 10 ounces of steak, 8 ounces of chicken breast, uh, and this is or. Each one of these things I'm talking about has uh, you know, the daily requirements of protein for that 180-pound adult who's not active. Uh, 11 ounces of fish, 10 ounces of cheese, 2 cups of almonds, uh, peanuts or pumpkin seeds, all about the same, 2 cups of each of those, uh, 3.5 cups of cooked beans, uh, so you can see that a lot of people aren't going to eat anywhere near that, but just to give you a just to give you a reference point, uh, one and three quarter cups of tofu, uh, eight and a half cups of milk, fifteen slices of bread, or eleven eggs. All those things would give you about two and a half, uh, two point four ounces of protein, or sixty seven grams of protein in a day, uh, in a daily on a daily basis. So. You know, that uh, perhaps puts it in, into perspective. Um, you know, obviously, if you're um, not eating any meat or if you're vegan, um, you have to be looking at, you know, between the almonds and the uh, beans and the tofu um, and perhaps bread, um, you need to, you need to, those are going to be your main sources of protein. And so it's going to be a little more difficult for you to get that. Uh, and if you're if a woman is pregnant, they need to look at this and and uh, add on another 30 grams per day during pregnancy and another 20 grams per day during lactation when they're breastfeeding. So uh, all these things are really important because obviously the baby needs that protein as well because they're growing much faster than the adult is or their their turnover is much much faster and they need lots of protein, um, uh, so readily available and and digestible type proteins. So how does that look then if we're going to put our kind of our diet together for the day, what we're going to eat? Um, you know, how, how could we get up to the, you know, 67 grams? Okay, well, let's, you know, that's good, Rob. I, you know, I think let, let's look at kind of an average diet for for the average person out there that, that I see, you know, uh, because I, you know, I look at every patient who comes in, I, I look at their diet. So, you know, I've seen thousands and thousands of diet plans from, from patients over the years. And this is kind of a, a cross section of what I might see. So for breakfast, um, a lot of people would have, say, coffee, a glass of orange juice, maybe some cornflakes with some milk, uh, a piece of whole wheat toast with some jam on it. And that's 13 grams of protein. Now, keep in mind, we're, we're trying to get 67 grams for the day. So then for lunch, maybe a ham and cheese sandwich with mayo and lettuce, an apple, a cup of tea, a granola bar, a cookie. That's about 16 grams. So now we're at we're at uh, 29 grams of protein for breakfast and lunch. And dinner, you know, pasta with meat sauce, a salad with some ranch dressing, garlic bread, 
uh, a piece of apple pie, another 26 grams of protein. Um, you know, so we're, we're now at uh, 45, uh, or sorry, uh, 55 grams of protein for those three meals. And then a snack in the evening, say some potato chips, herb tea, that's another two grams of protein for a total of 57 grams of protein. So looking at that as a sort of cross-section uh, of what people might eat on a daily basis, this, uh, again, we're looking at, say, the 180-pound adult who's not active, not overly active. Um, they need 67 grams. They just got 57 grams. And so that means they're in deficit. They're 10 grams under for what they should be ingesting. Now, you know, the other, the flip side of that, Rob, is that, you know, there's people out there who get up and they'll have three eggs for breakfast. They'll have like, uh, you know, a, a piece of chicken on their salad for lunch, and then they've got a big steak for dinner. Um, and they may, in fact, be pushing it too far. Um, because, you know, if you're looking at 67 grams of protein for a 180-pound adult, you know, if there, are, if there, if you add on another, say, 13 grams, take it up to 80 grams. That's that's not too bad. But once you start pushing beyond that, the issue is that if you have too much protein in your diet, you're ingesting a lot of amino acids, and amino acids are acidic, and that means it makes your system more acidic. In other words, it will actually make your blood slightly more acidic. But just generally, the pH balance in your body will shift to a more acidic pH, and we know that people who are, have a more acidic pH are much more prone to inflammatory diseases, uh, arthritic diseases, and cancer. So too much protein is a bad thing. Too little is a bad thing. So it's a matter of kind of sorting out where, you know, trying to find out what that middle ground is for you. And I think it's a great idea for everybody just to take 10 minutes of their day one day and, and figure out how much protein they're ingesting on average uh, and see if it fits into what would be what should be the norm. Well, yeah, this is really interesting because you know when when you hear about uh, you know low fat this, you know low fat that, low carbs, you know. So there's all these. They never you never hear about regulating your protein. Protein's kind of the constant that seems to from from what I've observed, you know, hasn't ever had a, a governor governor on it. Just you know, if you don't eat enough, you're going to, you know, you're just not going to be able to perform, as you said, because it's going to eat away at, um, you know, at your muscle and your tissue. But I've never heard of the other side where, you know, too much could be doing damage. Yeah. And, you know, um, it, you're right, because most people are obsessed now with fats and carbs. You know, fat. it was always fats, you know, for for 40 years, we were low fat, no fat um, uh, products, and that turned out to be a nightmare because it actually caused more problems. Um, because when you cut out fat from your diet, most people, when they cut out fat, their protein intake stays the same. So if you cut out fat, you have to increase something, and that typically was carbs. So people tended to increase their carbs, and so people who were low fat increase the carbs. And, you know, we spoke about carbs last time, uh, a couple episodes actually, and, you know, high carb typically means high blood sugar and high insulin and therefore more weight gain. So low fat for many people meant more weight. And that flies in the face of what a lot of people think of as common sense. But um, that's, that's the rational, that's the, uh, that, that's the real facts 
Um, and, you know, we, we went into this in fairly great detail last two episodes. But, you know, it's, uh, it, it's, it's an important thing because um, protein, as you say, I think gets overlooked a lot of the time because, of, um, because people are so, you know, concerned about these other two uh, macronutrients that we're getting or not getting in our diet. So then, um, and I think, you know, the other thing, I think for your know, proteins is also the kind of the focus or non-focus because some people are carnivores and some aren't. And, you know, so that seems to play a big, um, uh, plays big into whether people are getting maybe enough or too much and then others who aren't getting enough at all. It's so true, you know, and, and one of the things that I see frequently um, um, with patients is, and, and it seems to be more common in young girls, teenage girls, uh, who've decided that they, they need to be vegan. Um, you know, for whatever reason, obviously there's a concern for animal well-being and whatnot, which I think is, uh, you know, there's definitely some, uh, you know, makes sense. I understand where they're coming from. Uh, because, you know, when you see some of these, there's a lot of films out now on these feedlots and slaughterhouses and how some of these animals are, are cared for or not cared for and treated horribly. I can understand why, um, you know, kids and adults alike would be hesitant to, to eat the meat, um, from these animals that are so poorly treated. So this, I see a lot of, lot of vegans, a lot. Um, and I'll tell you, to be honest with you, Rob, some of the most unhealthy people that come in to see me are vegans. And, you know, you'd think it'd be the other way around, but really, when you think about it, a vegan, I mean, you can be absolutely healthy as a vegan, but it's hard work. you got to know what you're doing because you need adequate amounts of protein, which is difficult to do. And you need to try to re- reduce your carbohydrate intake, which tends to be the majority of foods available to a vegan. So, for example... You know, a vegan can, uh, you know, eat uh, toast and jam and chocolate um, uh, all day long and uh, live on potato chips. And they're vegan. Uh, and they're not going to be very healthy. But let's just look at a vegan diet for an active 120-pound female. So this is someone who's very active. Um, and so they're going to... You know, like I said, you can add on about 50% of the total protein necessary for someone who's really active. So uh, an active 120-pound female is going to have the same requirements as a sedentary 180-pound man. And so their requirements for this 120-pound female who's active, who's a vegan, is still 67 grams of protein per day. So let's look at, 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 a, at a diet that that person might have, similar to the, the previous person we just spoke of. Um, so that could be the coffee and the orange juice, uh, the cornflakes, um, maybe with some soy milk instead of the milk. Um, the whole wheat toast with the jam is still the same. The lunch, uh, they're not going to have the ham and cheese sandwich. They're going to have maybe, uh, you know, some just the lettuce and uh, perhaps they're going to have, uh, you know, maybe some uh, avocado on there and some sprouts uh, rather than the, 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 the cheese and the ham. They'll still have the apple, the tea, the granola bar, uh, the cookie, uh, and then 
for dinner rather than pasta with meat sauce. They're just going to have a tomato sauce. Uh, they're still going to have uh, a salad dressing, which is a vinaigrette. Um, and they can still have the garlic bread, uh, a piece of apple pie. They can still have, and the snack with the potato chips and herb tea in the evening. Uh, and with the, with the things we're pulling out and the, and the vegan foods we're putting back in, uh, rather than the 57 grams for the person who is not vegan, uh, the total uh, intake is 45 grams. So here's somebody who still needs that 67 grams of protein, and they're only getting 45. So they're basically 50% uh, shy of what they need uh, approximately in their protein on a daily basis. And if you're 50% shy of what you need, uh, your body is going to um, pay the consequences. And so what I see with, with, uh, with these people in this sort of situation especially these very active people, um, if they're not getting enough protein, is that there's some muscle wasting going on. They're having a hard time even maintaining weight uh, and, they're, and hard, hard time maintaining muscle tone. So I think it's, it's essential that people, um, especially if you're vegan, take a look at what you're, what you're getting for protein intake. Um, it's essential that you understand, um, you know, what your requirements are and, and then, you know, I guess, the, you know, the, the question is, well, what do you do? How do you, how do you supplement? How do you get more protein into your diet if, in fact, you are a vegan? Well, um, you know, the, the first thing that I recommend for, for most of my vegan patients are uh, protein powder. And, you know, we talked about this earlier, Rob, and it, you know, it's a great thing that you can just take a scoop of protein powder and get vegan protein powder. There's all kinds of it out there. And in one scoop, you're usually 20 to 25 grams of protein. So really concentrated, good quality plant-based protein, which I recommend. Actually, I prefer the plant-based protein even for, for us carnivores. You know, I, I, it's very digestible. And so the plant-based protein, you throw it in with maybe, um, you know, eight ounces of uh, organic coconut milk or almond milk, a uh, handful of blueberries, preferably organic. Uh, if you have to sweeten it, throw some stevia in there. You blend that up. It takes you a minute and a half to make this thing. And it's a meal replacement that gives you, uh, or at least a snack re replacement, that gives you great quality protein um, that's highly digestible. And um, it, it doesn't take you long to do it. And that would make up the deficiency right there. Just the Absolutely. That, that, is, that is the deficiency, one scoop of protein powder. But, you know, for, for the average vegan out there, you need to, uh, you need to find sources and, and keep those sources available to you. So soy products are very high, um, but, you know, you have to be a little careful with soy products. You know, um, certainly more than 80% of all soy products out there nowadays are genetically modified. And I recommend that if you're using a product that's soy, make, make sure it's not genetically modified or non-GMO. Um, because, you know, there's a lot of question marks about the quality of these foods once they've been altered genetically. Um, and so, you know, legumes and beans are great sources of protein as well. Nuts and seeds uh, for a vegan. Um, and, you know, as, and if you're not a vegan, like I mentioned before, you know, your, your, your primary sources of protein are going to be animal protein. Chicken is one of the best, fish and red meat. And, you know, we're going to talk about red meat in the next episode because we're talking about fats in the next episode. And, 
you know, everybody's concerned about red meat because of the saturated fat, and we're gonna we're gonna jump into that one. But just uh, as a as a final um, uh, note here uh, for for you vegans, um, take the time the 15 minutes is going to take to assess what your uh, protein intake and and for all of you, I think it's not just vegans, but uh, everybody should assess this. And if your protein's way too high, then you need to cut it back. Especially if you already notice that you're in, in, you know, you have inflammatory issues going on in your body. And if you're one of these people who gets up and has three eggs in the morning and has, you know, a big piece of chicken for lunch and then a big steak for, for, uh, for dinner, then you may well be, especially if you're not active, you may well be over, over consuming your amino acids and protein. And you could have a very acidic environment in your body, which is certainly, um, you know, as I mentioned before, um, you know, if you're if you're highly acidic uh, or you're 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 leaning on in an acidic way in your in your general pH, you're more prone to cancer and many of the inflammatory diseases. So, so now with um, with the different types of like meat protein, just as an example, what um, like what's the difference between have you like you gave the eggs example? What about like how much protein is in the steak versus the chicken versus the fish? Yeah, you know, a rule of thumb and everything's a little different, but you know, uh, most chicken is about, uh, 25% protein. So, you know, if you get a four ounce piece of chicken, you're getting about an ounce of protein out of that. Um, you know, a, the average steak, um, is about a quarter, uh, you know, 25% to 20% protein. You know, so if you've got a, a 10 ounce steak, you know, you're getting approximately two to two and a half um, ounces of protein in that 10 ounce steak. An egg is about six grams of protein per egg. So, you know, and I, and I alluded to some of those other things in the, in the past uh, as to the, the amount necessary. You know, people who are vegans often say to me, well, I eat bread and I get protein from bread. You know, as I think I, I mentioned, I think it's 18 slices of, of protein, 18 slices of bread in one day would give you enough protein to 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 give you uh, you know for that 180 pound adult um so that's a whole loaf of bread that's a whole loaf of bread <laughs> exactly and th- and that's all carbs and so we already spoke about the side effect of that uh, and how that's going to impact your health so um yeah just a just a heads up to everybody out there because i think it's something that uh, gets overlooked most of the time well hey kevin this has been great really eye-opening and uh you know a lot of stuff that I never knew about it. I always thought that, uh, you know, protein was kind of the safe thing and, and that, but, uh, I guess within reason and it, and no matter what side you're on, I think, um, uh, you know, we need to look at that a little more closely for our intake and, and what we're doing and, um, you know, and assess if we're active or not and, and just keep that in mind. So, yeah, this has been great. Um, any final thoughts? Well, you know, I, um, you know, I think the the other thing, uh, and we're going to be talking this uh, in the next episode, um, you know, about uh, meats, and you know, the red meat really has a bad rap, and and it's a great protein source. Um, and in a nutshell, what I say to everybody is, if you're going to eat red meat, that's not necessarily a bad thing at all. Um, but I just recommend eating pasture fed or grass fed beef. It's a night and day alternative to grain fed. So much better for you. It gives you, they both give you about approximately the same amount of protein, pretty close to the same amount of protein, but 
it, it, one is very actually quite healthy for you and the other one is not very healthy for you at all so we'll we'll uh, that's just a little uh, uh opener for for the next episode but um yeah just keep that in mind when you're uh, when you're worrying about your red meat intake it's not such a bad thing if you take a few precautions well that's great i'd like to thank you for listening to your best you today and check back soon for another episode and uh, if you have any comments, make sure that you uh, ask us uh, either by on our website or leave a comment below. And, um, and if you're liking the podcast, please uh, let your friends know about it too. Thanks a lot. You're listening to Your Best You Today. This has been another episode of Your Best You Today with Dr. Kevin Jackson and Rob Heppel, where they tackle nutritional topics so that you can become your best you today. To ask a question or leave a comment, visit the website at www.yourbestyoutoday.com. Make sure that you never miss another episode by subscribing to this podcast for free on iTunes.